Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Hey, you guys can be seated. Now my wife, Miss Lynette, has asked to add to that story of Brother Phil. So come on up, hon. This is my wife, Lynette. She keeps everything going. Now, we did say that Andrew is single, but Dave Monk was there is also single. <laughs> I guess we're matchmakers. Yeah. It's certainly a delight to be here in Australia, and I want to bring greetings from the Mother Church, Rainbow Bible Church, there in Broken Era. Uh, you know, we have, yes, and they say hi to you. We have many uh, Rhema Bible training centers and colleges um, all over the world, but yeah. very few. We have. I think, they, I think they call college over here high school, but yes, col college here. is the same thing as university in the States. But there are very few that we have allowed to use the name Rhema for their church. So you are one of the very few that has a Rhema church. Now, Phil told um, part of that story, a lot of part of that story, but um, I need to add a little bit detail. You know, women are the detail versions. And so, you know, Tony traveled with us, and I uh, saw that, I, I, you know, he was just head uh, over heels Patrick in Patrick came, I think, when she was 17, 17 yes. 18, and her and Lynette helped form the first uh, the singing first, group that yes. went and traveled with me called the Old Face Creation which she was a part of. <laughs> yes, and so we had a long-standing... And then Tony, after we did... <laughs> I got it. You're getting the minister's family class, this is the way. This is the way we operate, okay? <laughs> I don't even get upset, and he interrupts me all the time, but it's okay. <laughs> but you, you do me too, though. I do. I have to if I'm going to talk. <laughs> uh, so after that, we formed the Raymond Singers and Band, which traveled with me. And, well, I first formed them to travel with me because I was evangelist traveling and then uh, dad took them over and wanted them with him so he tra they traveled both of us and they traveled on their own and Tony was the manager of that group at this particular time. That's right and so I saw that he was madly in love with Patsy and Patsy just would not give him the time of day. <laughs> And so one day I got this divine revelation. I think it was a natural revelation. But anyway, I pulled Tony aside and I said, Tony, I said, um, do, you really, uh, do you really want to marry Patsy? Do you want her to be interested in you? And he said, yeah, I love her with all my heart. I said, I'm going to tell you how. He said, okay, how do I do that? I said, Patsy likes a challenge. I said, so act like you don't like her at all. <laughs> and I said, if you'll just act like you don't like her at all, I'm don't telling care. you what, don't care. I'm telling you what, she'll fall hell, head, over <laughs> head over heels in love with you. And so, you know, the end of the story was that, of course, I, 
married. She fell head over heels in love with him, and uh, they've the gone all over history. the world, and the rest is history. They've gone all over the world, and it's so exciting to be here in Australia. You know, I was thinking about the fact as Luke was talking about, um, um, about the Great Commission, and of course, I believe that we are living in the last days. And, you know, the next uh, scripture of the next verse of that says, And these signs shall follow them that what? Believe. Are you a believer? And it says, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you know what? We're all in the healing business. Uh, we're all in the saving business. And it's just so exciting to be here knowing that, you know, there's no distance um, in the unity of the body of Christ. But most of all, there's no distance in the anointing of the Lord. And it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. God bless you. We're so glad to be here. Thank you. Amen. I don't know where that mic goes. All right. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, like she said, we're glad to be here. And you know, you are a part of a Rhema family. There is somewhere over 3,200 and some odd churches pastored by Rhema grads all out of Rhema. And there's 252 Rhema Bible colleges or universities, as y'all call them, uh, all over the world in 50 nations. And you're a part of that. The, you know, uh, of course, the head school and the head church is in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But the Rama family, there's something about it. If you, if you meet somebody that went to Rama, Nigeria, or Rama, Germany, or, or wherever, uh, you, you, you immediately bond because you uh, you're all part of the same family. Thank God for everybody that's doing something for God. But the Rama family has been called to do what we do. It's been prophesied many times over. Uh, Tony and Patsy have heard it. They've been in the meetings that Rama will play a major role in the last day revival. And I can see that happening. Now I know I'm supposed to preach the same sermon. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of these kind of guys. I, <laughs> it's hard for me to preach the same sermon at two times. So... I'm going to change sermons, and you guys, uh, with the, uh, with the uh, uh, putting up the scripture, I'll do my best to tell you what I'm doing so you can go for it. All right, the first scripture is going to be in Acts 22, and I'm going to go out of the NIV version. Uh, I'm going to talk about your identity, who you are in Christ, establishing your identity Actually, is the, the series I teach. It's actually redemptive realities. Uh, like I told you, one, Dad said one of the things that we, after you become born again, that you need to learn is faith. And the other one is, and I told you, I did that this, this first session, was learn to follow your spirit, listen to the spirit on the end tide. And then another thing you used to say, and, and uh, he said, learn who you are in Christ. In fact, he's got a little book it's, it says in him. It's got all, almost all the scriptures says in him, in whom, and so forth. Now, in Acts 22, and I don't know how long I'm supposed to go, so I'll just go like quit. <coughs> oh, let me say, hey, come and listen to, to Brother Keith Moore. 
Uh, he is a Rhema grad. He, he started out as, an, as a student and traveled around with Dad, and then he was an instructor there at Rhema for many years, and, and now he's traveled on ministry. Uh, Wyatt Brown was a part of that first faith creation group, played the uh, bass guitar, and uh, he pastors in Greenville, South Carolina. So they're, they're all Rhema people, so uh, they're okay. All right, <laughs> I trained them, <laughs> or helped anyway. Okay, Acts twenty-two, twenty-two. The crowd listened to Paul intently until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered Paul to be taken into the barracks. He directed that he would be flogged and questioned in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who has, hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do, he asked. This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, tell me, are you a Roman, cit Roman citizen? And he said, yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a big price for my citizenship. But, and Paul said, but I was born a citizen. Those who were about to question him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realized that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. Here we see that Paul was giving his testimony to the crowd, and they responded unfavorably. Now the reason this Roman commander was really upset, you see the Romans had control at that particular time, and as long as they kept everything in order, uh, they got to keep their command, but if things got out of order, they could even be, be put to death. And now here he has, because Paul was doing this, he arrested him. He did not know he was a Roman citizen. And, uh, it, and uh, the reason the commander was so upset, because it was illegal for him to arrest Paul and do this without a, without a trial. So he identified himself and immediately things changed for him. Now citizen is the, 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 the uh, dictionary says, a naturalized member of a nation who holds his allegiance to it and enjoys full political rights and privileges. Here Paul's circumstances changed immediately when he identified himself as a Roman citizen. The Roman now these Roman soldiers, instead of using their power against him, now uh, they were working for him. Instead of punishing him, they were now straightening him up and saying, man, we're sorry we shouldn't have done this. And they, they now were making sure that he had his rights and privileges. This shows us the importance of proper identification. It allows you to enjoy certain rights and benefits as a citizen of this nation, as me as a citizen of the United States, I enjoy certain rights and privileges because of that. Identification means, this is what the word means, a process by which an individual, individual models thoughts, feelings, and actions after another person or object. See, your new identity in Christ begins when you become born again. Then you identify yourself in Christ 
and you begin to think like him, you begin to talk like him, you begin to act like him, you see, the knowledge of who you are in Christ, your identification, is vitally important. When I checked in at the hotel, I had to, they asked for identification. Well, I have a passport, but I also have a, a driver's license. And it identifies me. It has my picture on there, just as my passport does. So I can use either one of those for identification purposes. In, in the state, if you go to your bank, even though they, they know who you are, you may go in there many times, you may go to the same uh, bank cashier, and they know you, you I mean, <laughs> been going to the same bank for years. But you know what? They still ask me to show identification, even though they know who I am. Reason they do that is because it is a legal thing and all of that's being recorded on a camera somewhere and therefore uh, if anything is said they don't they said no he had the proper identification proper identification ensures that you are who you are and you get what belongs to you identifying yourself as a citizen in the kingdom of God by new birth I want you to notice once again that Paul identified himself as a citizen of Rome. You need to begin to identify yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Now what does all that mean? Well, being born again means that the lineage you were born into physically necessarily does, is not who you really are. You may have been born into a, to a poor family, but that no longer is true. You may have been born into a dysfunctional family, but that's no longer true. You know, there may be some things true about your natural family, but because of the family of God, you have changed your identity. You have become a new person in Christ. The old person does not exist. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anybody be, anyone be in Christ, they are a new person in Christ. Behold, all things have become new. Old, uh, the old things have passed away. That person that you were before you were born again does not exist. They're dead. The new person is who you really are. Identify yourself as so. See, being born again means that you're born into, into, some, into, into some new things. You know, John 3, 3 in, the new, in, the, in New King James, John 3, 3 in the New King James says, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that same verse in the New Revised Standard says, No one sees the kingdom of God without being born from above. A born again person is born from a different source. They have a new family. You are born from a new source, from the family of God above. You know... You, you need to realize something. You're born into the most righteous family in the universe. You are born into the healthiest family. You are born in the most affluent family. You are born into the royal family of God. You know, uh, when, whenever we begin to realize that we are born of God, 
then we can begin to understand that we're not the old person anymore. You know, let us go to, let's go to Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, five, uh, Ephesians 2, uh, where is it? I had it marked here. I got it. Ephesians 2, 4 in the New King James. All right, let, let me, well, come on. There it is. All right. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Now, I want you to notice that you are connected with your identity of who you are, who you were born of, you're born of God. Who you were born into, you were born into Jesus Christ through Christ. Christians, we are not people that are destined to live on barely getting Long Street, right next to Grumble Alley, <laughs> or as one guy said, Thirty Third and Gone Gone Street. But you know, we are born into the unsearchable riches of Christ. No matter how much we discover about Christ, there's always more to find out. The, the riches of Christ are unfathomable. We can't fathom them. You know, identifying yourself as a child of God means puts you in a position that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You know, people identify themselves in Christ, they begin to enjoy those blessings. When, and, and, and you might want to write this down. When you know who you are in Christ, then you'll find out what you have in Christ and what you can do through him. I'm going to say that again. It's a really good statement. When you know who you are in Christ, then you will find out what you have in Christ and what you can do through him. You know, I... Uh, you need, to, you need to say this every day. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 17 in the NIV says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. You know, uh, the Phillips translation on that says, If you are his children, then you are God's heirs and all that Christ inherits will belong to us as well. What you inherit because you're in the family of God, you inherit, you inherit salvation. You inherit healing. You inherit deliverance, provision, protection, grace, love, mercy, uh, the right to use or the authority to use the name of Jesus. You remember? Jesus told the disciples up until now, there in John, up until now, you've asked nothing in my name, but now ask in my name and the Father will give it to you. When you ask in the name of Jesus, it's the same as Jesus Christ asking it. Whatever, whatever God has, you're an heir to. <coughs> whatever Jesus has, you're a joint heir with. 
You see, my father went home to be with the Lord on September the 19th, 7 o'clock in the morning, 2003. On June the 30th, I believe it was, ma, ma, huh? 28th, yes, 28th. June the 28th, 2007, Mom went home to be with the Lord. When Mom went home to be with the Lord, then all that they had was left to me and my sister. We're the heirs. And uh, whatever they had, my sis and I were joint heirs. We, because we've been born into the kingdom of God with Jesus, we're joint heirs with him. Whatever God has with Jesus, we have. See, she had the same as I did. We both were joint heirs, whatever it was. You know, we, we need to begin to realize that there is so much in the Word of God for us. The New Testament, really, <coughs> Testament could be identified as will, a will. And it's the will of God for us to have all the blessings that Jesus Christ provided through his death, burial, and resurrection. Because of that, we have rights and privileges. You can't enjoy those rights and privileges, though, until you find out what they are, what you have in him. You identify yourself. It changes everything about you around you. When Paul opened his mouth and began to identify himself, then things changed. Notice that Paul, he didn't rebuke them. He didn't rebuke the devil. He didn't quote, start quoting scriptures. All he did was identify himself. Often for us to have victory, we don't need to, we don't, and we need to know scripture and we need to know how to quote scripture. We need prayer and we need to pray, but many times it is not any of that. We need to identify and say, listen, I'm the right devil, Mr. Devil. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm a child of God. You have no right and no authority. That's what Paul was telling them when he identified himself as a Roman citizen. He was telling them that they had no authority to do what they are doing. When you identify yourself as a child of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ, Christ, you are telling the devil he has no right to come into your life and to mess around in your life. He has no right. But I'm going to tell you what, you can be born again, but if you keep your mouth shut, you have no power, you have no authority, and you have no blessing. But if you'll open your mouth and begin to identify yourself and say who you are, then you have power. You have authority. You have blessing coming your way. You know what? When the devil knows who you are in Christ, he, he begins to take a different course. You know, you need to, in the natural, we need to know who we are. My daughter, Denise, she, she's really pretty like her mother, but she's geared just like her dad. She's, she is... She, she's a chip. I, I call her the chip, and she calls me the old block because she's a chip off of the old block. Craig is more like, he's geared more like his mom. But, you know, she was about five years old, I think. And uh, so my office is here, and Dad's office is here, and she was flying down the hall running, and she's going to her papa's office. And uh, so she, she, come, she was running down the hall, and some, somebody said, Let the girl! 
said, quit running in the hall. And she wheeled around and she looked at that person and she said, do you know who I am? And turned off and took off because her name was Denise Hagen and she felt like her papa was ahead, her dad was here, and she had every right to do that. We need to whirl around to the devil sometimes when he's saying something to us. Do you know who I am? Let him know. Come on. When you begin to walk in your identity, who you are in Christ, the devil can't do things to you that he used to. He can't steal from you anymore. He can't manipulate you anymore. He can't send you down to the depths of despair and discouragement anymore. He can't stop you from receiving what God said belongs to you. He can't keep you from experiencing triumph in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I always triumphed in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he knew who he was in him. In fact, that's where all the teaching on in him comes from. The majority of it comes from the apostle Paul. I want you to know when you begin to really know who you are in Christ and start walking in it, you have a new boldness that will rise up on the inside of you. A new authority will rise up in you. A new power will rise up. A new strength will be there to walk in the blessings of God. A new sense of righteousness. So many people say, oh, I'm unrighteous. God never made an unrighteous person. If you are born again, you are righteous. Righteous simply means right standing with God. Some people try to put some kind of theological ideas to it, but that it just simply means right standing with God. I've been to... I've been to what y'all call university, and I've studied theology and Bible. I got about 30, 25, 30 hours of theology, 25 or 30 hours in Bible, and all kinds of other things to go with it, you know. And they don't mean a hill of the beans if I don't know what this word says. Thank God for education and young people. You should get all of it you can. But it doesn't take the place of knowing what God said in this word right here. This is, this is important. You see, identify yourself. Nothing changed for Paul until he identified himself. Nothing will change for you until you identify yourself. So always open your mouth and begin to speak. As long as you keep your mouth shut, the devil will take advantage of you. If you'll open your mouth and begin to declare who you are in Christ, everything will start to change for you. How do you do this? You start your day by identifying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. No weapon formed against me will prosper today because I'm a child of God. You know, but you can't do that until you study the Word and know it. You got to study the Word and know it. You see, here's what a lot of the Word of God has a lot. Everybody always talk about the Spirit, and yes, we're immediately the Spirit is born again immediately. But the Word of God says that you must renew your mind with the Word. That renewing the mind comes from reading the Word of God. You got to the, the the man here is changed immediately on the inside, but you change this up here by reading the Word and getting to know what the Word has to say. Declaring with your mouth who you are in Christ. You know, don't wait for somebody else to tell you. Hey, go read it for yourself. My dad used to say all the time, people asked him a question, and he would say, go read the Bible. 
Or they'd ask him, and Tony and Pat, you both can tell you this. They said, Well, Brother Hagin, what do you think about this? He'd say, It doesn't matter what I think. What's the Bible say? What's the Bible say? They're shaking their head. I've heard him say it thousands of times. I go to him, Dad, he said, Go read the Bible, son. Hello. See, how, how does the devil know that you know who you are in Christ? When you begin to speak it out of your mouth, that's how he knows. Yeah. You see, as long as, I, you know, I can walk in somewhere and, and I can walk into a rhema somewhere if they don't know, can't, don't recognize my face until I say who I am, then they don't know. They don't know who I am. I'm just some guy. You know, I could walk in here, and if somebody doesn't hadn't seen my picture, didn't know me, you know, they they didn't they wouldn't know that I'm the head of Rama Worldwide. Rama it's all over the world. I'm the president, and and so forth. Uh, I didn't ask for it. God put me there, so I just try to do what God's got me doing. I, hey, somebody, you know, people always talk about. Well, you know, you need a special. I don't need no special place. I'm just an old boy from Texas wearing cowboy boots, and I'd rather wear them, and I do. I wear them all the time. I like to wear cowboy boots. I think they're more comfortable than any, than any shoe ever made. But somebody said, man, you've done a lot for God. I said, I ain't done anything. This Texas boy not that smart. I said, all I've done is run to keep up with God. That's what you need to begin to identify yourself, who you are in Christ. It don't make any difference who you are in the natural. Identify who you are in Christ and go with him. Do what he tells you to do where he's got you doing it. Too many people are trying to get out of where God, God's got them. Well, I'd like to do something else. Well, I might like to do something else, but that's not what God's got me doing. Stay where God's, God's got you. Hello. Come on now. By the words you speak out of your mouth, the enemy knows who you are. So begin to declare it. All right, it's time for me to stop. I don't know how I'm supposed to, but I'm going to stop anyway. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. How many of you are born-again Christians in this place? Let me see your hand. If you're a born-again Christian, let me see your hand. Hallelujah. If you're not, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be one in just a moment. But right now, if you're a born-again Christian, I want you to say with me, I am born again. Blood washed. Spirit filled. Bible believing. Child of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a new creation in Christ. All things have passed away. All things. All things. All things are new. I am accepted by God. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. No longer do the things of the devil have a right over me. No more dominion. Only victory in Christ Jesus. I can. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I have victory through my Lord Jesus. 
I always triumphed in him. I have and I can overcome any difficulty, any problem I may encounter because the greater one lives on the inside of me. The devil is afraid of me because he knows I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. You just need to do that every day. Every day when you get up. Just, I, you don't have to go through the whole list. I just did a few of them. I, I, got, I got an eight and a half by 11 sheet that's got a, on both sides. I am and I have in Christ. But uh, I, the one thing I would say that every morning when you get up, the first time your feet hit the floor, say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in. I am the righteousness of God in Christ and no weapon fought against me today will prosper. You'll get up and say that every morning. When your feet hit the floor, you'll find out that your day will be different. Don't get out of bed and say, oh, no, another day. No, <laughs> get out of that. This is the day the Lord has made. Oh, I will rejoice and be glad in today. No weapon formed against me today will prosper because I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody get anything out of this today? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bow your heads for just a moment. I never like to minister a message that I don't give an opportunity for somebody to find Jesus. You know, until you find Jesus, you can't get involved in all that I was talking about. If you happen to be in this place today and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, I want you to know him before you leave here today. If you happen to be in this place and you know what it is to serve God, but you know that you're just not where you're supposed to be with God right now, and you need to rededicate your life to Christ, let me see your hand. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. Let me see your hand. Anybody in this building anywhere that says I need Jesus or I need to rededicate my life to God. Well, praise God. Heavenly Father, I thank you today. If there happens to be one individual in this place that either needs to accept your son Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life or rededicate their life, I pray that the precious Holy Spirit will go with them May they not be comfortable doing anything till they stop and accept your son Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life or rededicate their life to you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Remember who you are in Christ. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.